The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesdays on The Daily Huddle, where Tara and I talk about relationships and communication, because we know that better communication build better relationships, better businesses, better families, and better communities. And today we are going to dive into a question that Tara and I have a lot to say about, which is things could be worse, but could they be better? And we started this because... We get that a lot, you know, like things could be worse, you know, like we hear that a lot. We say it to people a lot in general, and there's a place for that, I think. But Tara and I also want to call forward the place of, yeah, but are we settling? And could we not really look forward? And where do we step forward and make things better? So Tara, take us away on where you where you want to start with this, because there's so many places to go. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've been thinking about this really all week. And really, really excited to talk about it because I just feel like in one way or another, it affects all of us. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you something interesting. Um, just last Friday night, um, there was a little neighborhood bonfire get together. And I walked down there. It was still light outside. It was early, like 530 or six and just chatting with somebody. I kept noticing this woman out of the corner of my eye. And I'm not super good about knowing my neighbors. I wasn't sure if I'd known her before, but the last thing I wanted to do was not say hello, especially if I did know her. So I walked over to her and I said, hi, my name's Tara. I said, I think we've met before, but I'm just not so sure. And I wanted to say hello. And she said, hi, my name's Jennifer. She said, I wouldn't know. I I would want to let you know I'm visually impaired. And I said, oh, well, first thing I want to tell you is I'm gorgeous. And she said, I can tell you are from your spirit. And, you know, someone that says something like that, you know, it was like game on with rich conversation. So we started talking and I don't really share a whole lot because I, I have a tendency um, to tell too much too soon, but just a little bit about a journey and was telling her a little bit about Caroline and how we're trying to move her here. And at some point she said something to me um, that made me sad. And she said, you know, if you put all your problems in a pile and you pile them up next to everybody in this neighborhood, you would pick your own problems right back up. And to me, that is the same thing as saying, oh, honey, it's okay. Things could be worse. And I don't love that mentality. I really don't love it (laughs) Um, for a couple of reasons. I did that to my children especially my youngest daughter growing up, instead of letting her feel her pain and accept it, I think she could have released it a lot sooner had she said, yes, this hurts. Yes, this burns. Yes, this is hard. And, you know, you and I have talked about before that the my particular journey with Caroline in particular and watching her brain just slowly diminish over the years, I will never, ever get over that. So I want to take us to our question. 
things could be worse, but could they be better? And here's where I believe, yes, they can be better. Because I have learned to take the struggles and take the pain and rather than trying to beat them off and run from them and out exercise them and, you know, years ago out cigarette smoke them, I've, I've learned to keep that pain with me and I keep it like a little fuel and it fuels me and it gives me the ability to take the energy of that pain and turn it to good. But if I dismiss it, then I am constantly comparing my suffering to other people. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to fight it off so that I don't have terrible suffering. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's not the way to go. Things can be better. And the way I believe they can be better is by changing the way that we're responding to tough times. Mm-hmm. I love that you're saying that. And I do want to offer a different, slightly different perspective, which is that I think there's a time and a place for everything. And, you know, I think there is a time to say things could be worse in and use that as a, as a way to shift our perspective, because mm-hmm. let's say I get really wound up about, I don't know, a situation at work and it is eating me. I mean, it's just eating at me. It's consuming all of my thoughts, you know, day in and day out. It's affecting my mood. Um, that would be a time for me to stop and say, wait a minute, how big of a deal is this? Cause our minds can take over things really actually could be worse. And to look around and to use it as an opportunity to see what am I grateful for? And is this really what my mind is making it up to be? You know, so it's not diminishing the pain. It's accepting that, sure, yeah, it's not great. But here's, it's to your point, here's how I'm going to change how I'm responding to it. Hmm, I love that. Yeah, I guess, you know, I think we do have a little bit of a different perspective on this. Um, and I I think that's something for every person listening to explore. It takes me back, and I've shared this with you before, to early on in the years when, you know, Caroline was just crashing down and my whole life felt like it was turning upside down. I was going through a divorce. Friends, excuse me, good friends would say, oh, you know, I'm worried about my daughter. I I don't think she's doing very well in golf. (laughs) Then they would say, oh, I mean, compared to what you're facing, I don't even have a right to bring this out. And to me, that's comparative suffering that is not helpful to anyone. Mm -hmm. Number Mm -hmm. one, and we're here to talk about the depth of relationships. Mm -hmm. Someone doesn't feel open to share their pain with you because they think yours is worse. That's not, to me, that's not a true relationship. Yeah, it's not authentic. I would agree with that. Yeah, I I think for me, it's a a spectrum. And in any situation, it's, it's what's useful for me now. Because just as I get real comfortable with saying, oh, it could be worse, it could be worse. That's probably when I need to come back over here and start to go and, you know, more to your camp and say, okay, actually, this really does suck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel it. You know, it, it's sort of um, using complacency as a guide. And I think that's where the question was born is that where can we really, because is it, is it complacency where we go, yeah, things could be worse. So I'm just going to stick it out. Things could be really worse. I mean, not, I mean, really think about what people are suffering with. It could be worse, but actually I could really take an opportunity to make a change in my life or to have a difficult conversation with a person to make that relationship so much deeper and better. So it's really looking at where are we using complacency as an, ex, as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, this reminds me of the flip side of the conversation where I really can see your point too, about sometimes it is good to compare. And so that we can have a sense of gratitude because 
I also remember <laughs> in my community, people saying to me, you know, I thought I was having a tough time or feeling sorry for myself. And then I thought of you <laughs> and I was like, wow, thanks. And I used that used to offend me, but over time I'm like, okay, I, I, I can own that. Like my experience lets you feel like, wow, if she's dealing with that, I can certainly deal with that. So the, the mentality of comparing our suffering for it to give you courage and confidence and energy and strength to me, that's winning. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of where we go. It's um, again, our minds do their thing and it left to their own devices. I believe they will not do good things. You know, they will go with the same pattern. They'll do the same things we saw, we've always done. They have neural pathways and they just keep following those same neural pathways. So what are ways in which we can explore in this moment and find a creative way to do whatever it is you're wanting to do. You know, I mean, we always talk about, you know, we're both self-development junkies. And so we want to better our life and be better and have better relationships and better communication. So I think that's where it was born from. The question was, you know, yeah, it could be worse. So I don't have to do anything about it. It's like, no, could it be better? And is there something that you could do to make that better? Because let's say I'm having a difficult um like a tricky time with like a, a family member, a relationship, like, and it's not really impacting my daily life so much. I don't have to do anything about that. I can ride that out until Christmas when I see that person, you know, or I could hold myself accountable. I think that's the hardest thing is holding ourselves accountable to our own value system and our own standards to be able to like step in, you know, that's, that's the tricky part when it doesn't, you don't have to. Hmm. That's really a great perspective because that puts us in the driver's seat. Like, oh, I mean, I, I always find myself frustrated with the uh, comment, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. And sometimes that's the case. You know, it's like the serenity prayer, you know, give me the wisdom to know the difference between the things I can and cannot control. And I know I didn't quote that perfectly, but um, if there's something that you can change, to make your experience better on this earth, go after it. Um, I had a conversation with my daughter, my, my son's girlfriend over the weekend as well. And she's, um, we text and she's a translator because she's from Venezuela. And she was talking about not having the courage or the energy to learn the English language, yet she knows how much it would change her life. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's an area where she can't, she does have the ability to change her life. And you know what it came down to, Catherine? She said, for me to learn English, I'm going to have to sacrifice time with my daughter and work and all that I do for my family. She sends money home to her family. I'm going to have to sacrifice. Something's got to give for me to learn English. And she said, I feel selfish. Like, I, I feel like that would be selfish. Mm -hmm. And I reminded her that when we take good care of ourselves, it is for the people that we love. Mm -hmm. Making those changes, it's not just for you. It's for who you be, in your words, for the people that you love and how we show up for him, for them. That's what matters. We don't want to keep it to ourselves in my little yoga hut. It's so I can share it out with people like you. Yes, exactly. Well, gosh, and I was thinking if she learned English, it might give her a, a different opportunity, job opportunity, make more money, then go send more money back home. You know, it's like, we just really don't know what's on the other side. And, and that's sort of what I mean is what our mind makes up about things that may or may not be true. So we really do have to check those out. 
Um, and it, and it also, I keep thinking about how, you know, like, how do we use this? How do we use this? Do we never say things could be worse? Do we always say, yeah, but they could be better? No, it's more like, how do we get in the moment with either the people that we love who are confiding in us or get really honest with ourselves and be in relationship with ourselves and say, what's needed right now for me to be my best self. Mm -hmm. Do I need to hang out with this pain for a minute and call somebody and be like, I'm really struggling. Or do I need to call a friend, AKA you and say, I need to kick in the butt. Like I need to get out of this and I don't quite know how. So can you help me, you know? That's, I think that, yeah, every situation maybe takes a little different contemplation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't want to minimize our ability to be, to have empathy, but we also need to give empathy to ourselves when it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's about being in deep relationship with others, but also about being in deep relationship with ourselves. Knowing ourselves, this came up on one of our recent um, podcasts was, um, you know, know thyself. Mm-hmm. What is it that I need? And, and if I'm choosing complacency and I don't want to move from this, that's okay. It's a choice, you know, but if I really want to be my best self today, what is it that I need? Um and I think being mindful with the language we use with others, as you always say. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's awesome. Um, I do have a little piece on what we're talking about, this comparative suffering that I would love to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's let's hear what other folks have to say. Let me see. Let me pull this up. Watch me not be able to do it now. Hang on a second. Here it is. This is from none other than Brene Brown. And she talks a lot about comparative suffering. And I just thought this little excerpt was interesting that someone summarized some of her work. People have a tendency to compare their suffering with others. We deny or permit ourselves to feel pain or fear based on how our problems measure up to others. This is comparative suffering. We do this because we buy into the myth that empathy is finite. We reserve our empathy for those we think deserve it more, even at our own expense. Brene believes that empathy is infinite. We have enough empathy for the suffering of others without having to deny our own right to be sad or afraid. Empathy multiplies the more we use our empathy. When we are empathetic to our own experiences, we we become empathetic to others. If we deny ourselves empathy, we instead breed feelings of shame. We become ashamed of our feelings. We try to shut down our emotions because we think that other people have it so much worse. This breaks our connection with others. So we become too wrapped up in our shame that we actually stop focusing on others. I really like that because I think it wraps up what we're talking about, which is at times we have to offer ourselves the chance to feel our pain, even if it's way worse, or, I mean, way less than yours, we still have to work through that pain and we have to get up and see what we can do about it. I think both, both are the answers to things could be better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of um, those you said, said, would say things like, well, I, my daughter's suffering in golf and, but, oh, but yours is way worse. That's, that's not empathy. That's not connection. It's using it as an excuse to not be present or transparent or authentic. You know what I mean? So I think it's, again, looking at what's the motivation behind, what's the intention behind and why am I choosing to hang out with the pain or why am I choosing to move on from it? 
you know, and if that intention is born from wanting to be your best self, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we have a comment. I think that's Cece with their hand up. Good morning. It is Cece. Thank you so much for the um, conversation because sharing is like a form of showing care towards someone else. It's really being really generous. And um, I know a lot about neurological issues because I have it too. And I went decades with it undiagnosed and I was ashamed to tell anybody. You can see it and hear it, but I was afraid to speak up. And now I am speaking up and advocating not just on behalf of myself, but for others. And that is one of the reasons why I put my hand up to run as city council in the city in which I am. And looks like I'm going to win and God is going to allow me to make a difference with the shame that I initially had and I'm turning it into a treasure. So it's a process of me getting out, sharing the experience and helping other people along the way. There's no guilt or shame with that. So thank you so much for the conversation and I pass. Thank you, Cece. What I love about what you're saying is something that we haven't touched on directly, which is we can move on or we can take it, but like move, like how, how can that impact others? How can we use that as a platform for change, you know, to really make a difference? So I love that. I think that's, I think that's amazing. I would, I would love to hear from Sorel, actually. I would love to hear your thoughts. You're very thoughtful about how you are and who you are as a person. So I'm curious what comes up for you when we talk about this. Oh, things could be worse or could they be better? Thank you for calling on me. I do notice that Laura had her hand up and then Tom also had her hand up. So thank you, uh, Catherine. What came up for me and made uh, and has me really sad right now is the fact that uh, my brother, my younger brother, Uh, when we were young. Uh, He was around six years old when he he had his first epileptic seizure. And for years, myself and my parents, but now I'm speaking for myself, lived inside of this world. Oh my God, we want things to be better. So I compared his ability to be, uh, to study, this despite which was which for him were numbed because of all the medication he had to take mm-hmm. the seizures under control and uh, and for me it was like I couldn't be with my brother I couldn't be happy with my brother I couldn't enjoy my brother until that went away so when I hear it could be better. I'm reminded of that. Well, there are some things that won't be better in terms of like them changing from the way they are. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what saved us as a family and gave us the opportunity to really fall in love with 
my brother just the way he is, is uh, to get that things are just the way they are. And I get to bring myself just the way I am. Sad, uh, discouraged to that situation and just, just be with it. So uh, the other piece I love about what you're creating, Tara and Catherine, is that uh, sometimes it, it's just fine to be in life just the way life is, just the way I am being with my sadness, being with my happiness, being with whatever there is. So um, I hear things are, things could be worse. Maybe they could be better. And I also hear things are just the way they are. And I am just the way I am right now. And if I could just be with that, mm -hmm. maybe there's a possibility for uh, enjoying the things just the way they are. That's great. Thank you, Sorrel. Thank you for sharing that. So shout out to my brother. What's his name? His name is Franz. Franz. Yeah. Thanks, Sorrel. Tom, you have your hand up and then we'll go to Laura. Well, thank you. I'm it's unfortunate I have to go after Sorrel. Always so thoughtful. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, Terry and Catherine, as you're talking about this question, I, I just, to tell you how it's landing for me, my initial reaction was to go to that concept of mindset. And you've had some episodes on mindset. And that almost that re reflexive reaction of, okay, well, then I need to shift myself out of this negativity. But Catherine, you were making good points on, well, hold on. Be with the negative, explore it, you know, and then consider your intention. And then, you know, Tara, as, as you were then saying, uh, but you still want to be mindful Then at some point you can make a difference for yourself and you can move yourself forward. So it's a great question, which you all have today. And then, you know, as I think back to some of these other really important themes that you brought out in other episodes, it, it's really insightful for me to tie that back and then, you know, combine with what you're both saying for, yeah, it's very good. So thank you. Mm, thanks, Tom. I'm glad you uh, are finding some kind of solace in it. <laughs> I guess I, yeah. I feel uh, probably more conflicted than when I showed up here this morning because of, there's so many different perspectives to this. So I do want to hear what Laura says, has to say, and then I'll share why I feel so conflicted. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for this conversation this morning. Um, thanks to CC for bring up, bringing up neurological condition. I wasn't on when you started, but she triggers me because I too have some neurological condition as um, carpal tunnel syndrome. And all of this I know is coming from pain. I had shared in the chat that sharing and being vulnerable with my pain, with other people who does the same with me, creates a bonding because I know they understand, they are compassionate. Whereas if I, when I share my pain story with others and I'm brushed off, it really, you know, triggers me. 
so much so sometimes I just keep my mouth shut. And as a person who was brought up or raised by people who experience PTSD, <laughs> I mean, I know pain is real, but one thing I can say uncovered is courage. Because I had to push through whatever I had to do through the pain, no matter what. So I really want to thank you and um, just thank you and Sariel. <laughs> just love. Sending you love. Sending friends love. Ashe, I'm complete. Thank you. That That's such a beautiful reminder, Laura. And I, I think we've all lived this to be true, that when we share from a vulnerable place, it opens up a space for the person we're sharing with to do the same. And that creates bond. It completely does. So I, I, I love the reminder of that. I used to hesitate to share because I didn't want pity. But empathy and pity are different. And empathy is a beautiful way to connect with people. Um, I mentioned feeling a little conflicted and you helped me to feel conflicted with your uh, what you put in the chat. <laughs> and I'll tell you what that is, because many people have said to me what Sorrell was suggesting and what you put into writing and you wrote, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. Where are you? Of course, now. Okay. Oh, Franz is perfect, whole and complete. And the only way that I can swallow that is that Franz and Caroline and Michael and anyone else who needs our help, they are perfect and whole and complete in this moment. Okay. I can say that out loud, but I cannot say that about my own daughter without saying in this moment. And the reason for that is I can never stop fighting for better for her. And when I do, I'm a terrible version of myself. Catherine knows it. I have to continue to fight and still accept that she's perfectly whole in this moment. And that's the best way I can really manage what all you all are sharing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Catherine, do you have any last words of love and wisdom before I close us out? It's just such a good conversation to be in. And I just so appreciate everybody's perspective and sharing because it helps to to see all the different ways in which we can be and the ways in which we can help each other really thank you we love you all and we'll see you next time on the daily huddle the daily huddle we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to patty dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body sexy skin a laughing spirit and a rewarding life give give of your time your full attention and of your unique talents move move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive eat mostly plants plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day sleep Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh, laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love, most of all love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. 
we thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.